Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Today, I am back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? I love these. They're very near and dear to my heart. For those of you who hadn't heard the first episode of this series, I'll recap. So as you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on the podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. And it's always bittersweet when my clients graduate into life and feel sometimes like I'm a proud mom sending my students off to college sometimes. Um, you know, experiencing life after coaching. And that's a good thing. That is always my goal. My goal is not to have people stay on the couch for 10 years and and (laughs) keep people in the coaching process. So when clients reach out to me and say how well they're doing and they found love or success in their goals and they've reached them, I want to share them with the world. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing and rewarding um, to hear those stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and how often they do find love. If you're like me, like I always wonder what happened to people, let's say like in the reality show, like Bachelor, what not to wear. I always wondered what happens to them in the year? Like, are they still successful? Is there sticking power to people's successes? And I'm going to continue doing these special segments called Where Are They Now? so that you too can be inspired by people's successes and know that success continues long-term when people do the work. And the work is never finished, folks. It never is. It's always constant growing and moving. And, and that in itself is success. So today I'm bringing on someone who I coached back, I couldn't believe it, in February of 2018 on this podcast. He was one of my earlier Coaching with Kim segments and really resonated with so many people. I actually got a lot of emails afterwards. Just to refresh your memory and if you hadn't heard it, it was Stephen. He was a nice guy. So so much so that he was almost too much of a nice guy and he was trying to navigate his way through the casual dating space. And at the time, he was trying to figure out how to balance between diving too deep, too soon, and not getting kind of sucked into the vortex of relationships that weren't good for him, um, balancing being too nice and you know showing up and setting boundaries and taking it slow with women so that there was a good pacing for him. And Stephen grew up in an Asian family that wasn't super emotionally open. And so we talked through on the podcast how this has likely manifested itself in his adult relationships and connected to why he wasn't attracting emotionally available or deeper intimate relationships. In fact, often they were lopsided where he ended up caring more for them than you know it being a two-way street. So that episode was a great reminder that you are not responsible for other people's feelings as long as you express yourself in a truthful, authentic, respectful way. That's how you are going to attract healthier, deeper partnerships. It's funny because after this episode came out, I told you I received a lot of emails about Stephen. And in fact, inquiring, I don't even know if he knows this, inquiring 
about if he was available because women found it so attractive that he was vulnerable on the podcast. He was sharing a very relatable story and came across quite well to the listeners. But sorry, ladies, to say that he is no longer available because I am thrilled to announce that after coaching together, having a breakthrough on the podcast and doing the work, he is in a relationship. Welcome back, Stephen. I'm so happy for you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. Well, geez. First of all, tell us about your new woman and then we'll kind of do a recap. <laughs> I want to hear the story. I haven't even heard it yet. She's great. She's a, she's a firecracker. She's literally just landed to do a Spartan race. Uh, in oh Chicago. my gosh. She wow. kicks my tail when it comes to those, those types of things. Uh, and we, we have a lot of adventures together. We just got done rafting and um, had an opportunity to go to Patagonia this past uh, late February, early March. And um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But we met, how did we meet? We met uh, actually a mutual friend of ours or her friend described it as meeting in the wild because we actually we didn't meet online. Um, and we met at a mutual friend's birthday party. Awesome. And yeah, I was just there just supporting my buddy and and I had no intention on meeting anyone and she had just run a marathon and got back. And she walked in and I was she caught my attention or caught my eye and so I somehow tried to make myself available and see if I could, you know, chat with her. Um and so we just we chatted that night and I got her number uh just before uh she took off. I was a little, was debating a little bit whether I was going to ask her number because there was literally like six other guys at this table. Uh -huh. I wasn't sure <laughs> we were playing games. I wasn't sure if I was going to have an opportunity to meet her again. And so I was like, man, forget that shame. I'm just embarrassment. I'm just going to ask her right then and there. But she walked away off to the side a little bit and I was able to uh, get her number. Uh, nice. Well played. <laughs> you know, I approve, you know, I approve of that. So, oh my God. That's but awesome. yeah, it's been one year now, uh, that we've been dating. Uh, oh. actually next week is our quote unquote one year anniversary. Mm. Oh, and even more special that you're on here to talk about it because <laughs> Steven, I mean, I don't know if you even remember who you were before <laughs> when I, not that you were this vastly different guy and I suddenly made you this charismatic, <laughs> awesome guy that you are now. Right. But there were definite like challenges and, and blind spots that I know that you and I worked on. So I, I don't know, like, do you, how was life before? And, you know, if you remember even just what it was like meeting women before you met this one and the struggles you had, yeah, I, I think I can, I don't feel like I'm vastly different, but there's right. some little like maybe rough around the edges types of things that we're able to kind of work on. And I recall prior to deciding to, um, I guess for us to kind of work together, it was a period of self-improvement where I was just, I tried to go into therapy and all these things. But I think if I was to relate it to my dating relationships, I would meet a lot of women and I would actually go on a lot of first dates, but they just didn't progress anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, there's a lot of first dates here and there. I mean, I, I'm sure people have those and they just don't go anywhere, but then 
these are the ones that progressed maybe two to three, maybe four months, and then they would just fizzle out. And I had some relationships, some girlfriend, girlfriend relationships similar to that where they would just fizzle out. And I started to kind of wonder if there was something wrong with me or, or why I had this pattern uh, mm-hmm. of it just fizzling out. And so I think I was very open to exploring a lot of like self-improvement type things. I decided to check out Landmark. Somebody suggested that. I went mm-hmm. to or like a therapist and then I also, and then I came to you. Mm, yeah. I, I, and I do remember our first call together. And I, one thing that struck me and I mentioned it in the beginning is that it, it, it never, even the relationships that you had found and although they fizzled, they never really were the right ones. Like you would just kind of find yourself in these relationships, but then yeah, like there, there wasn't that fulfillment and that real like deeper connection that you would have. Am I remembering right? Yeah. yeah. This was also kind of weird because this has popped back up a little bit where Mm -hmm. there were relationships where I was very physically attracted to them and I think they were attracted to me, but just the timing just was not right. Mm. Um, And I'm also big on, or one person in particular, they're just like their financial choices weren't that great. And they're dealing with a lot of health issues. And even though there was this um, like more of this emotional connection or more of a lustful type of connection, um, just from the surface, every time we'd go on dates, I mean, we probably went on like five or six dates across two years. <laughs> I mean, like we would like, Hey, let's try to give this a shot again. And then just timing and, and things just wouldn't work out. So I, I don't know. I think there was situations like that too. I don't think we, I really chatted about that. Um, well, not on the podcast, but I do. And I, I actually want to make a connection with the first thing you said and also this. So I, I believe, and this, this makes sense given your history and how you were sharing about your upbringing and how there wasn't a lot of sharing in terms of emotions growing up that when you get attracted to situations and people where there's a lot of lust and there's like this kind of yeah, like fast kind of thing that goes on in the beginning and then it just fizzles out. I I often refer to them as tornado (laughs) situations and you're like getting caught up in it and it feels like amazing and you think it's chemistry and it is chemistry. But when you haven't learned to actually connect on an emotional level, you think that that's what love is or that's what connection is because sex and lust feels something, right? Like you feel something. And so what's so beautiful about the journey that I think you've been on and and I want to just highlight for everyone is that when you learn to build on an emotional level, you won't be so dependent on the lust to feel something. And it's a different connection. It's a There's more depth to it. And I believe that's what sustains over time as well. So what you said about how things weren't progressing and that also, you know, you would fall into these like lustful situations that makes sense, you know, given like where you were. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually a great lead in that. I definitely believe that of 
I'm really searching for the things that last. And I really mm-hmm. feel that um, with me and my current girlfriend, that's the, we're developing those, those items. For instance, the way I've really kind of described our relationship is more of a slower burn. Mm. It's very different than my previous relationships where they started off kind of hot and heavy or just um, fast and not always necessarily on a physical sense, but just emotionally um, that, that feeling. And then they would fizzle out. Well, with my current relationship, she, it, it developed more and more uh-huh. saw more of the lasting foundational qualities that we could build a relationship on. And more recently, as we have started to talk about marriage and started to pursue that and, and what that looks like, we're not engaged. I'm getting ready. Yeah. Starting that process. I think this podcast will come. I don't know, but she, I don't think she'll hear this but I'm actually going home, flying home tomorrow morning to go look at a diamond. <laughs> <gasps> so, um, I love it. I love, I love that you just announced it here. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, I mean, I, she, yeah. she doesn't know when, but it's, yeah. it, she knows Aww. that it's kind of coming. So we've, we've had these opportunities to do this thing called Symbus. It's called save your marriage mm-hmm. before it starts. And we really treat it as a pre-engagement kind of, thing of, Hey, is this even compatible? Are there major red flags? Are we wasting our time here? Um, and it was a kind of a casual thing, but also with intention. That's so, beautiful. That's beautiful. Wait, wait, before you get into that, cause I do want to hear about that. Cause I can hear people saying, Oh my God, I want that. And I'm sure a lot of like women are collapsing right now saying, I want that diamond ring, you know, and, 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 <laughs> But here's the thing, there were definite steps that you needed to do to even get to this point where you're sitting down and having these amazing, you know, conversations with her and working towards that. So like rewinding based on the fact that you were struggling, you know, pacing things out, expressing yourself, um, not finding the deeper connection or the right women in your life. What were some of the things that you did? Like what some steps you took, skills you learned, you know, through our coaching together that really helped you get there? The biggest things that I really, the easiest things that I implemented was the emotional intelligence of trying to infuse a lot more emotion into yes. my days and into my days. Uh, the, a lot of things that we'd worked on is you would ask me how my day was and my previous responses would have been, oh, it was pretty good or, and pretty much end there. But you worked with me to try to infuse a lot more emotion. Like, how was my day? Oh, it was fantastic. Or it was uh, very relaxing or um, excitement filled or. Mm-hmm. So I try to implement that just on a daily basis, not necessarily just with my um, yeah. relationships, but just anyone I speak with. The. The other thing I think you read, you had me read that No More Mr. Nice Guy book, which I read probably three quarters and I never finished. <laughs> I never read the very end. And I, and I recommended that book to so many of my other friends and they're like, you read that whole book? The, the end got a little gnarly. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know. But, but I felt like I had pulled enough out of it that was very useful and helpful. Yeah. And to set, I think... I, 
I'm having a hard time pinpointing exactly what I implemented, mm-hmm. but some of the things that I do remember that I tried to implement was the, like the boundaries and making sure mm-hmm. that I stood up for like what I wanted. Right? Yes. That was a big thing. I was going to actually remind you of that. Yes. That was really, I remember that because I think before you were almost letting the women dictate a little bit more where things were going. And now, I mean, I, and I saw the evolution of it happen as we were coaching together that you started really taking a step back and saying, Hey, wait a second. How do I feel in this? Do I want this? Is, are these qualities and things that I'm looking for? And that's right for me versus oh, how can I please her? Or, you you know what I mean? Like, I think you were so focused on her rather than yourself. And the reality should be both. And so that boundary setting, I thought was huge for you. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was actually kind of difficult for her early on. I Mm -hmm. So I'm, quality time is huge for her. And she wants to hear from me every day. And in the beginning, that was very tough. I think I had re- gotten accustomed to being single and doing my own thing. And then I was like, well, I want to do my own thing. I don't need to talk every day. And so for her, that was actually challenging. She perceived that as if she, I didn't want to hang out with her because I didn't necessarily want to chat every day. I think I needed more time to mm-hmm. develop that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that love, I guess, or that desire. And I needed more alone time. Um, yeah. So I was pretty adamant about that, but it's hard for her to hear that because I think what she hears is I don't like her. I don't want to be with her or I don't want to spend time with her when that is really her love language is really huge um, with quality time. Right, right. Well, and it takes good communication around that to to tell each other what that's about because I always say like we each come from our own pasts and so there's different things that might trigger us, right? And so like for her, that could be a trigger feeling like, yeah, she's not loved or attentive to or whatever it is, but it takes good communication to reassure her that that that's not the case, that it's actually something that you're working on for you to pace things out. And that that's really, as you go down the continuum with relationships, what's so important is the confidence, is the communication and the connection. Those three C's are operative when it comes to like successful relationships. So, you know, going back to what you said about the whole like expressing feelings and setting boundaries, it wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't something that happened overnight. one thing that impressed me about you, and I tell people this all the time, like, you know, when I have a call with a person and they'll say, well, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, it'll work if you do the work, right? And I remember you did the work, like you did the homework. You, every time I gave you homework, you did it. And like you said, you wouldn't just do it with women. You would do it with all the people in your life. And, And remember you and I would role play things. Yeah, yeah. Remember it's that? Difficult to role play. I, <laughs> I always have a hard time. Since I'm in sales and I hate, I have a hard time role playing when uh, through a sales call. Mm-hmm. Well, but mm-hmm. you have to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. Like, 
so besides repetition and role-playing, doing the work, was there any other things um, that would be helpful for people to hear on like how you implemented these skills, like what to practice all this? I have to think about that one a little bit. Um, it, it, with my current relationship, and I'm specifically not saying her name, but... Uh, yeah, 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 you don't <laughs> but, have to. Um, it was a lot easier. Um, she's mm -hmm. also very different than my than the previous girls that I've that I've dated. That's and, good. Um, and so I felt we were able to. It was a lot easier to implement those things. Mm -hmm. um, but do I, you see your? And here's the thing, because people d sometimes don't see it. Do you see your piece and how you attracted that? And and because think about this question too. Would you have given her a chance, cultivated this thing that you have with her now a year ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe, probably not. I'm not sure. I think mm -hmm. um, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I think it's a progression. I think yeah. through all those those uh, unsuccessful dating relationships gave me different perspective. Right. On what I'm looking for, maybe. Um, and yeah, then I was able to extend it because there was a time where she noticed this in me. She said this to me that she noticed like our first three months were like great. I had all these things to say, and it's because I had so much practice. <laughs> <laughs> because all the relationships that I've right. had all lasted about three months. And then we hit this lull where uh. I kind of, reached uncharted territories here. It was like, Oh, I've never had a relationship that's kind of gone this far. What do I do now? Um, and then, the, so there was like this lull and we were able to kind of work through it. And she was great too, because I think she had the patience and the willingness to work through that as well. Cause I, I don't know if I could say the same about the other um, women that I've dated in the past. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, and, and that's why I asked that because that's a true a testament to you and the growth that you, you did. So I think another thing that helped you and what you're saying is that you, you gained experience. You know, I, that's why I tell people all the time who want to jump into a relationship and they hire me to find their soulmate, but if they haven't had successful relationships or no dating experience at all, I'm like, you're not in the PhD program yet. Like you have to, you have to gain experience in, in grammar school and, and not get too attached to the outcome and get some practice under your belt so that you know what it feels like, what's good for you and try some different things that you haven't done before to see if you get a different result. And I believe that that's why you're here today with this woman because you started doing something different yeah. That not only attracted her, but that you were open to it. Yeah. You know, I love the encouragement that you provided with just to go put your, continue to put myself out there mm. and do that because I wouldn't have gained even more experience or, uh, yeah, more experience to be able to, you know, date my current relationship or be in the current relationship that I'm in. 
Yeah. And to give things like a chance too. Cause remember that was the other thing. Like you were just like, Oh, I go to parties. I do this. I never see them. You know, like they're never there. It was like, I hear, I hear that all the time. Where are the quality men? Where are the quality women? I mean, they're all over the place, you know, but sometimes when you change your mindset, your approach and your perspective, all of a sudden you see it a little bit differently and you might give somebody a chance where you may have not before the growth. So I, I'm, I'm just applauding you because I, I know a lot of times people kind of chalk up relationships and when they find the one to happenstance or luck or the universe. And yes, of course, people have to be the right place at the right time. But I do believe that people create their own luck by by being open to it and doing some of the things like you did to create a situation so that you met her. For instance, the fact that you worked on your emotional IQ and expressing yourself from the minute you say hello and, and kind of showed up more in that way attracted somebody who was more emotionally available and you were able to pace things out with her. Whereas before, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, something that just popped up that you had asked me about what kind of advice or what do you think was different? Yeah. I think I've had an opportunity to kind of surround. Um, I had reached out to more individuals because um, that were her merit that had been married for a longer period of time. Mm. And I asked them about some of the doubts or some of the things that I might have been struggling with. Um, because I did struggle after those like three or four months. I was like, oh, this is this is getting a little, um, it, this is now at, n- turning into something a little bit m- more serious. Mm-hmm. And then it made me kind of question it. All right, do I really like her? Do I really want to continue this? How is she feeling? Because this is what I struggle. Uh, now it's kind of all coming back. I struggle with this where we, a date for a little bit. And then I would feel bad if I um, was having second thoughts, but I wasn't, I still kind of wanted to get to know them, but I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't want to like hurt them or string them along. And I think you had given me encouragement to not be as concerned about that, to be a little bit more focused on me a little bit. Yes. Um, and more about my needs and what I wanted. Um, But trying to tie this back to my current relationship, I was able to surround myself with men and other women and married couples that I trusted that were able to some good advice and give me different perspective. Um, Yes, positive role models. Yeah, And, and to kind of fight through maybe some of those doubts or help me to see a different perspective of what is long lasting, what is foundational. And that's what I, I see with, uh, with my current girlfriend and we both know it's not going to be easy. We are going to have fights, but how do we fight? How do we talk through those challenges? And are we able to recognize and understand each other's perspective and ask those questions and be patient and kind um, during those challenging times. And, and are we willing to, to fight for one another during those mm. times? I, yeah. I see that, uh, with my girlfriend that we both are able to, to do that. And I think that's what is making me, um, 
making me much more in or endear myself to her um, or making her more endearing to me. Mm, that is such, such good advice. I love that fight fighting for each other, you know, when you really respect one another and, and even in those bad times to be able to work through it together. It's so powerful. I wondered, you know, with all the stuff that we just talked about things that, you know, maybe from the past that you would struggle with, do you, are you seeing it kind of surface with your current relationship? Like, you know, like the gremlin, will he come back at any time? And, and, and how do you work at that? Yeah, you know, I, I, we still struggle with the emotional intelligence. Um, we, uh, both, we both attended this seminar recently. It was about relationships and marriage and, and things. And uh, they described it as men have report talk while uh-huh. women do rapport talk. And we want to go from point, like in general, this is stereotyping, in general, men want to go from point A to point B as quickly as possible. And I can completely relate to that. And I think that's where I, I struggle, where I'm like, just give me the facts and give me the report so I can just go and do it. Where women in general go a roundabout way and want to hear the story and the emotion yeah. and get there. <laughs> and, you know, we look at each other and we're like, Oh yeah. Now I'm like, that is so true. And I think she, when I, when we talk, she's really desiring more stories or more uh, emotion in, uh-huh. in my day where sometimes I just want, Hey, get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if right. you experienced that, but that was a uh-huh. generalization between some of the difference between men and women. And um, so I do struggle. I try to infuse a lot more emotion and that's something that I'm constantly trying to work on so that she feels more connected with me. I have a great game that the two of you can play around that. And I'll just give you a quick tool before we, because of course I have to give you something to send you <laughs> off. Can't be totally perfect. Uh, that wouldn't be life. Um, no, I, there, I don't know if you and I worked on this. Do you remember you and I playing a storytelling game? Um, where yeah, I gave you a subject. It, huh? so, I, you- yeah. So just uh, this is how the game goes. You give each other a subject. And then you have to tell a story about something that happened to you around that subject. But the rule is you have to infuse as much like emotion around that story as possible. And then notice like how people are responding to the story. And it's really, really powerful. And and nine times out of 10, people don't put enough emotion into telling stories. They'll tell a story in a factual way. But when you actually tell people how you feel in the story, in context to what you're talking about, it adds a whole other layer and closeness and chemistry with that person. So you two can actually play that with each other and she can give you a little feedback about, well, I don't feel you in the story or that was really good. So, you know, like you can just shout out the word bicycle and then you would tell a story about a time that you rode a bike or a bike, just a bicycle story. And, and so it's super fun. Um, if we had time, I'd probably play with you right now, but I know (laughs) we're almost ending the podcast, but yeah, that's a really fun way. And I would say, one thing too that I remember about you is you have such a lovely personality and you're in sales 
And sometimes you get a little serious with your facts. And anytime you can infuse game playing in your relationship and add fun and emotion and make each other laugh, I think is also a really good way to tap into the emotion side. I like that. I'm going to try that when she gets back. Do that. And then the other thing that I would recommend, and I always recommend improv for all my clients, but you should take an improv class together. How fun would that be? <laughs> right? Like you that would just is get... one of my worst fears. Uh... Right, which is why you should do it. You know, I always say anything that you fear, you know, you got to run to, not away from. So I think the two of you should do that. And I think you would actually instill a lot of chemistry between the two of you because improv forces you to be in your feeling and emotion and spontaneity. There's no way around it. That, yeah. Oh man, that is difficult. Yeah. I've, I've turned down invites to improv many, many. Okay. But now you can't because I'm giving it, you came on here. I'm giving you homework. You announced the ring. There's no way around it. Like you've got to do it now. <laughs> oh, Steven, this is so great that you came back on. I'm so, I really am thrilled for you. I have a huge smile on my face right now. Um, I have one last question. So if you were to give yourself advice, you know, like if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give? Don't be so serious about dating. Mm -hmm. Go and date. Just date. Get to know people. Um, yeah. And infuse emotions into, into your stories. Work on the emotional intelligence. And be more aware of your needs. Love it. That was a good recap. Yeah. Wow. That was good. That was really good. And those were all things that are so powerful in finding the one, you know, again, kind of keeping your eye on the ball with your end game. Cause everyone I think wants love and a relationship of some sort. It may look different for each person, but when you're too focused on the, the end game and, and you lose the context of what's right in front of you and to be playful and, and really have fun with it all and, and get that exposure. And, and, it, and it's hard to do on your own. I mean, and that's why it like, was amazing that you reached out to me for the coaching. You did Landmark. You know, it takes a village. And, and that's what I encourage everybody to do. If you don't have somebody in your life that holds you accountable that can shine a light and guide you to things. It's hard to do this stuff on your own, but you did it. You created a network of people around you, some positive role models, and it all paid off. So, ah, awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on. I know that a lot of people are going to be inspired by your story and all, all the stuff you just shared. So we'll have to stay in touch. And then we definitely want to see a picture of the ring. <laughs> the women will take a vote on which one right yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome great. thank you kim and you're welcome and uh have a great thank you for your help i really appreciate it i'm glad i was able to, to come back on me too a bit about my story yeah no again thanks for joining me today this has been the charisma quotient and i'm your host of course kim seltzer remember you can build confidence make connections and find love from the outside in and if you are looking to find new love just like steven did then 
it just, it starts with a call. That's how it started with him. And I would love to chat with you. Just schedule a free coaching session with me by clicking on the link provided in the show description. And we can uncover ways that perhaps you too can be on the show one day telling your success story. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.